Andy, it's important I ask you this on the air. Okay. Did you see episode five in theaters? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This episode was hand-selected to be in theaters. I did not know that it was in theaters. It was out here. And Dave Filoni shows an episode directed by Dave Filoni. Yeah. Totally. Why wouldn't you? I mean, honestly, if you're going to put one episode of your series in the theaters. Yeah. I see. I and this is something a little bigger, but I mean, I th- get it. I, I get it. This is like a wink and a nod from Filoni to you directly to you, Aaron. Be like, hey, <laughs> I didn't put Steph Green's vid- or uh, Steph Green's episode in there. I didn't put Peter Ramsey's in there. I put mine in there. That's right. So this is really a love letter to you, Aaron. <laughs> Thank you, Dave Filoni, for such a wonderful love letter. I don't know anyone that went. <laughs> but I have a feeling everyone that was in that theater had a cowboy hat on. They all had a black cowboy hat totally. and a Star Wars t-shirt. What if the theater was full of wolves? <laughs> Just nothing but wolves. <laughs> Dave Filoni would have lost his mind. Yeah, it's just... Who got to see this episode? Wolves. Hey, guys. <laughs> I noticed a lot of howling during the fight scene. Totally. <laughs> Everybody was popping off. <laughs> Everyone was popping. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Andy, are you ready? Yeah. Part five. We've been waiting all week to discuss the things that should have been discussed in the show, but weren't. <laughs> all things overlooked. This isn't about Easter eggs anymore. This is the parts they just overlook and don't tell you because why? Why make your audience know what's going on? Part five of Ashoka, Shadow Warrior, written and directed by Dave Filoni, the Wolfman himself. <laughs> Wolfman himself. <laughs> there is this, there is a sequence in here between Hu Yang and Carson Teva, which could basically be our podcast, which is <laughs> Hu Yang tells Carson something, and then Carson just is like, okay. Like, and it is legit me telling you, well, this actually is a reference to blah, 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 blah. And you're like, mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. I've always thought of me as Carson Tiva and you as Hu Yang. Yeah, totally. I have four. And by arms. always, I mean, for the four weeks I've known uh, who Hu Yang is, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. it's just, he's a brand new character to me. Totally. 75% of my parts are original. So. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> So the episode starts. We got a broken star map on the ground, as one does. Yeah. And we got Hera, uh, Hera and Jason come out of the ghost, look around. Yeah. And this is the part where I'm immediately like, Andy's going to be so happy. There's totally. a sad robot, Hu Yang, holding. What is he holding, Andy? Sabine's He's holding helmet. Sabine's helmet. I was like, ah, oh, closure right away. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the exact thing that you're going nuts about last episode is the very first scene of this episode. I was like, oh, thank you, Dave. Oh, this is, yes. I was so worried. But He's just putting his oily robot tears all over that helmet. Totally. But, okay, so so we love, one thing we love is Beskar armor. And the other mm-hmm. thing we both collectively love is droids. So oh, to yeah. start an episode. I was going to say logos? Yeah, Patches. logos. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Logos, sports paraphernalia, <laughs> um, uh, Dane Orge. Uh, these are all things we love. Um, no. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> sad robots, though, really pull on my heart springs. A sad oh, dude, robot. A sad really beep gets... is a sad beep. Yeah. And we get exactly what you and I said, which is 
hey, they should have stayed together. And, you know, exactly. He said the emo thing, which is like, which, by the way, a sad robot holding a helmet that says we they should have stayed together is an emo cover with an emo album title. <laughs> <laughs> like that is like every fan from uh, <laughs> every fan of the bled. They should have stayed together. Right. Well, uh, I mean, that's literally the, the cover of the get up kids. Uh, something to write home about. <laughs> so there, there we go. go. A little get up kids reference. And then we go to the world between worlds. And of course, well, we asterisk. See... Asterisk. Yeah, I'm we, stopping. We think it's the world between worlds, but I do think that it's worth it's worth us pointing out that it could actually also be Ahsoka's memory of the world between worlds. So and we can we can talk about this later, but the ultimately it doesn't matter. And I'll, I will pause there and we can decide at the end if you want to wow. put on that on that thread. So if it is the world between worlds, great. Wow. It, Andy's throwing out a fan theory, everybody. And well, no, I'm theorizing. Just, I'm not. I'm I'm just saying <laughs> we don't have confirmation. And in our, it's a theory. in our mission between. But I'm just saying we don't have theory yeah. either way. We don't it's like the descriptive audio doesn't say Ahsoka's in the world between worlds. You might know this from, you know, like we don't get mm -hmm. confirmation for sure. And the reason I just want to call this out is we don't see portals, uh, portals to other areas or gates into other times, spaces or times and spaces uh, in the, what we're seeing with Ahsoka. So we okay. don't, we don't for sure know. So it's, I'm, I'm actually trying to pull us back from assuming but I didn't. Okay, mean, you know what? I didn't. Because I didn't you pulled mean... out some facts. Yeah, fifty points. We'll keep it. Cool. Awesome. Points for Gryffindor. So anyway. Thank you so much. Yeah. So we're in the world between worlds. In the world between worlds, maybe. Soka, Anakin, there. Neither one yeah. of them ask where they are. No. So they like, don't. oh, good. We, we won't get the name at all here. You know, like yeah. just like last episode, we're like, oh, should we find out if they're going to explain it? They don't. Yeah. They don't at all. But um, he immediately negs her. You know, yeah. hits on her. Goes, hey, you look old. That's how you yeah, like every like every nephew or niece that you ever met who see who mm -hmm. notices your hair, you know, like my hair is now gray and their comment, they'll be like, you're old. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. And then he's like, you lost the fight to Balin, too. And she's like, shut up. Like, we wouldn't be here if you didn't lose the fight. <laughs> you want to finish your training? I can't finish my training. Isn't it too late to finish your training? No, we can fight right now. Pulls out a lightsaber. Look, it's blue. <laughs> I'm Boom. priest Darth Vader, uh, Anakin, that wants to fight you. Yeah. I don't want to fight you. Okay, then live or die. You know, like that's is that a good description of what I what I happened? <laughs> I, love, I love this as a summary. Yeah, it is. I think it's a good description. Uh definitely economical uh in in mm -hmm. how much to go into it. I I do think it was really cool to get a lightsaber fight right away and then also, you know, little bits and pieces along the way where you know, we don't um so Anakin has that, like, you know, Ahsoka says she won't fight him. And then uh, I love that. I've heard that before. Um, yeah. Could could apply to Luke, um, but it could also apply to Anakin or to Anakin or Vader as uh, Anakin uh, or Anakin as Vader fighting Ahsoka at the end of season two in Rebels. So but yeah, and the I was really pleased with the choreography and it's clear that uh force ghost or not or like member of the world between worlds anakin is coming for ahsoka like yeah i thought that was really cool um 
I did notice a couple of people. I think Eric Voss, um, Eric Voss from New Rockstars, and and I I'm not sure if Ryan Airy mentioned this, but Anakin was doing the the like saber stab at her, and that was like a uh, that would be if if we were playing the wrestling game version of this, that would have been like a Palpatine move. That he yeah, <laughs> that he, heel move, dude. Yeah, <laughs> total total heel move. Uh, yeah, knocked out the ref. Yeah. And I really like that there's one spot where uh, where Ahsoka busts out an Anakin move to block it behind her back, uh, which is like a bit like the Mustafar fight. Um, so anyway, that would be the only things I would call out. Perfect. I mean, yeah. clearly, I, didn't, I knew nothing about the Rebels references. Um, after I watched it, I looked on Twitter and people were like, I love all the Bad Batch Rebels and Clone Wars th- references. And you're like, great. I'm perfect, guys. Well, this is the best. Well, that's why I, I wanted to call out this idea that that we don't have to go full into the world between worlds because, or or at least my mm-hmm. my point to you for we for late and we don't have to go full into it here, but is um, not knowing the world between worlds was this like did you were you were were you able to follow like what this was is the happening? episode I've been able to follow the most okay because this I, is the episode I, I thought that it was I done didn't... well yeah and I watched this one twice and it was the first one I watched twice that I didn't dread the second watching. Okay, great. So how about that, listener? I've been dreading every second watching of this season. <laughs> and uh, this one was not a dread. So how, yeah. about, how about that? Um, so now we cut to Hera, and she's looking for signs of Sabine and Ahsoka, and she's got the giant RC remote control like that you would see in the 90s. And people yeah. Have, like, the race things. But also you would have seen in Hoth in uh, yeah. Empire Strikes Back. Han, uh, yeah, Han Solo had one. When you're looking for a Jedi... A yeah. lost Jedi. This is what you bust this out. This is the right? RC remote. Yeah. <laughs> so Han was looking for Luke, and here uh, Hera is looking for Ahsoka. I thought it was cool to see that. Um, pretty, uh, pretty neat. As far as a prop, um, you know, it's definitely one of those things that That's has the kind not... of overlooked props we like. Yeah, it's bulky. <laughs> it's got like gaff tape on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it like... doesn't look like it's making anyone happy. <laughs> yeah, they're mad they pulled it out. Even like, hey man, that's fragile for no reason. It looks like it hits, <laughs> but it doesn't. And then we got a cool name drop. Carson Tiva shows up and goes, hey, I can't cover you forever. Yeah. Senator Organa is going to figure this out and get mad. Totally. Wait, 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 who? Who'd you just say? Senator Organa. That's right. Oh, Aaron's favorite child actor. Uh (laughs) (laughs) No, this was Carrie Fisher. Yes. Yes, I know. I'm just. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And then we get magical child. Jason's like, I hear lightsabers. (laughs) <laughs> they're lightsabers in the ocean mommy <laughs> and you know this is like every family trip for me right you know mm-hmm. trying to get my dad to stay at the place longer you know don't you hear the lightsabers yeah um, exactly and she's like what are you talking about but you also like Shh. yeah yeah and then uh of course he's got some force ability in him yeah yeah, Daddy was and, a Jedi. Again, he can hear lightsabers, you know? Totally. And we get Hu Yang saying to Carson, cluing Carson in, Carson playing the role of the viewer. Yeah. Jason is Kanan Jarrus's son. He has abilities. Yeah, so. that's where he, that's where he gets <laughs> Andy on him. Yeah. And uh I love that here we go. Uh and <laughs> probably Jason is a better Padawan candidate than Sabine. Mm-hmm. That is like, yeah, what- yeah, a million percent. Yeah. Younger, direct descendant of a Jedi. Yeah, absolutely. Even yep. the robot can tell. The yeah. Sad robots like that kid's got potential. 
Yeah. I did. I did like though that, you know, the, the like delivery from Carson again, like I'd said earlier, like the, okay. Uh, and Mm -hmm. then he does the whole like get, and he gets lander, uh, lander one of the x-wing pilots we met in the last episode on the horn and that's really our first confirmation that lander who's played by the one of the stunt actors who is in the mandalorian suit uh brendan wayne who has invited aaron to go work out uh we find out that lander's okay uh so yes (laughs) (laughs) wait can i tell you how hard this show is to follow my two favorite characters are the ones that speak in only exposition that's how hard it is to follow the ones that speaking all exposition i'm like they're my favorite they're the ones i understand they're confused yeah. with me yeah so so that would be carson and hu ying are your two favorite characters <laughs> yeah yeah they are by a lot by a lot oh <laughs> uh, now we cut to back to soka and anakin fighting yeah. and she's got a green lightsaber oh well, yeah and and i thought that was kind of a neat uh, neat deal. It is worth noting that Anakin basically backs her into a cul-de-sac before striking the the, yeah. the platform that we're on. Um, I I do think that's Knocking kind of her straight into season one of Clone Wars. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, and and this actually may have been. Um, so they're calling it out. Uh, there's no. We don't have direct confirmation, but everything would indicate that this is part of the siege on Ryloth. Ryloth is the homeworld of the Twi'lek. Um, and which I would like to say was not on Wikipedia. I looked that yeah. up on Wikipedia to see if it was like confirmed with those like level of nerds. Yeah, they did not. They did not confirm that. But everyone else is saying the same, and I believe it, they're all right. Yeah, I was gonna say like so. Ryan Airy, Ryan Airy, and um, Alex from Star Wars Explained, and and Eric Voss are are saying that. But uh, but again, the other notion here too is it could be so. The the big indicator. Um, so she makes the comment, this is from one of our first battles. We've got um, Clone Wars Phase 1 cl- uh, Clone Trooper armor. Uh, and so that is actually... Which, as a prop fan, that's the first time it's been a physical prop used. Yes. They didn't CGI it. So I was yeah. very excited to see that. I thought it was cool. And they've got you know that little sort of a scallop at the end uh, of, at the back of the helmet. Um, but yeah, so it could have been in defense of, of the Wikipedia editors. It mm-hmm. could be that those were Twi'lek mercenaries and they would have been fighting on the same side of the clones. So that, you know, like in, in essence is it's it's not fully uh, called out. So mm-hmm. which my apology, I called out the green lightsaber early. She doesn't have the green lightsaber. She drops into the Clone Wars because she had it as a child at that yeah. time point. Because yep. we do definitely get to see different evolutions of her. And when I saw this evolution of her, I was like, well, this is awesome. This is. Yeah. This is the best Ahsoka has been so far. This is great. I love this. We're yep. in the middle of the Clone Wars. And then, of course, Anakin's talking about a lot of the things that they talked about in the prequels. Where they're like, we really aren't here to fight the wars. We're just here to protect. And there's so much loss in war. He gives her the whole rundown of it. Yeah. And we get to see Anakin. Uh, we get to see Hayden Christensen in the Clone Wars armor, which we had talked a little bit about. With the um, short haircut? Yeah, with the short haircut. So I thought that was really cool. It's the first time we've seen... Uh, him in that. The other thing too is it's a it's a bit more obvious too that that um, that sort of cho- shoulder neck piece that he has looks an awful lot like the piece that he wears as Vader. Um, mm. You know, like there's a little bit of a you know cue to that. Uh, it comes down a little further than I think the Clone Wars one does in animated, but uh, but it's really cool to see. And then I don't think they de-aged him, but he I mean he looked really good in that um, in that like that first sequence. Um, and then we've got, you know, obviously 
Uh, this is, uh, I think, Ariana Greenblatt is the yeah. uh, is the actress, the actress from Barbie. Do- yeah, she's from Barbie, but I guess she was also um, young Gamora in um, back in the Marvel um, back in the Marvel universe. So um, I thought she did a great job. And then we get a cue. So because she doesn't have hair, she wears a sort of uh, um, headpiece with a bit of a dangling um, like necklace yeah, off the braid. back. Yeah. So that's her equivalent of like a Jedi uh, Padawan braid. So I thought that was like cool to see the that. that yeah, it was cool to see too. her at that master and apprentice level. And then, of yep. course, they go to the encampment where there's all the injured clone troopers. Yeah. Wonderful. Love it. I wish yep. there was a sad trumpet like, playing. There's not, like, but you know, you, you can imagine one. I can imagine one. It's also like a, a mash version of like Clone Wars there. Like they've got, you know, mm-hmm. everybody, uh, everybody in. And uh, I do think that that sequence was done really well. And then we get kind of in the background, we get our first sort of, oh, hey, uh, there's Captain Rex, not Commander Rex, probably just yet, but Captain Rex. Yep. Although gets a little bit of a speaking later. Yes, he does. Yeah, Rex shows up, which I wouldn't have known it was Rex unless it had the the subtitles on the bottom. Yeah. But also Rex is a very definitive helmet, so any fan could spot it without the subtitles. Love that kind of stuff. Love a good logo on a helmet. You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then, of course, Shark is like, cool. (laughs) I want to stop the fight. You know, and Anakin's like, then you will die. And he walks away and like it, it shows a little bit of their disposition at that point in their lives. Yeah. And Really, I don't know. I just thought that was so cool. Now we go back to Tiva and Tiva's flying around and Hera's like, hey, you got to widen the search. Yeah. And Tiva's like, we don't got enough fuel, you know, like, in a... and then they and... go to Hu Yang and this like questioning, like, what was it like when you were with, uh, what was the, what was Anakin like? Not oh, so directly. Yeah, 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 yeah. I loved this. Yeah. Intense intense yes (laughs) i like that it was like what was darth vader like when he overthrew the entire everything oh it was intense yeah well the the interesting thing here i think it's worth calling out is is that at this point people probably don't know what happened to anakin um yeah so hu yang exactly you're getting that idea like they're throwing that around like we don't really know that anakin was darth vader yet that wasn't a known thing yeah and and this is one of those things that is highlighted in um, the Claudia Gray novel Bloodlines, uh, where that's where sort of Leia goes from being a senator to basically being ostracized because she is the the she it is outed that she is the daughter of Darth Vader, um, mm-hmm. and that leads to that sort of schism that moves to her, um, in essence, bootstrapping the resistance uh, as a result of the fact that they can't really get anything done. Uh, from the new republic perspective and so she goes ahead and leaves her post so but yeah i loved i loved the intense thing i loved hu yang's delivery on it this is like uh it's it's so great that they got david Tennant to do hu yang's voice um really shined in you know what little it was what he what little he was in this episode uh really shined oh yeah he knocked it out of the park every scene now we're going back to another battle now um yeah. The Siege of Mandalore. They say that a little later in the scene, but you know, yeah, they're in the middle of the Siege of Mandalore, and now she's got two lightsabers. Yep, two blues. So we two know that she's at the, at the next point of her evolution, and we yeah. got a Commander Cody. And we well, not Commander. Uh, this isn't Commander Cody. This is Commander Rex. So he's. I'm Captain, so sorry. I wrote that yeah, down yeah. wrong. That is, yeah, Commander yeah. Rex. I got excited. I so wrote we're that like, wrong. we're basically send me the Venmo. <laughs> send the Venmo now. <laughs> 
Um, so, so we're so um, interestingly, or like, or I guess it's worth calling this out. So the Siege of Mandalore is like episodes like seven, eight, nine of season seven of Clone Wars. Uh, season seven of Clone Wars was done, uh, came out in between, uh, in between, I think, um, season two and season three of Mandalorian. But it, it is what introduced us to the Bad Batch. Um, so we're seeing uh, her fighting in the Siege of Mandalore against um, Death Watch. And that's why they've got the Maul horns. Um, and this is where the the sabers that she's using in that fight were given to her by Anakin. Um, mm. And and so we we in essence see them go their separate ways. And his depiction that he come when he comes into that view and says like I don't remember this. Yeah, I was about to say that I loved that part where they like yeah. really explain that he's not actually there, but through this walk through the memories, much like in It's a Wonderful Life. Yep. Meets Star Wars. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a wonderful Where he's Star like, Wars. I don't remember this part right here. And like, oh, yeah. you weren't here, George. Well, yeah. this fight's wonderful. I love the Siege of Mandalore. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I wish I could have taken part. Uh, <laughs> I would have killed that guy right there <laughs> with my bare hands. I would have just squeezed the life out of him. You know how. How the yeah. wonderful life had that murder scene, and so, uh, <laughs> but I did like, it. like I wasn't here for that. Like, yeah, we'd already separated by this time. Yep. Which, of course, when they get into the fight, they separated by this time. So now he's got a red lightsaber. It showed that he had gone Sith by this time in the era, and yeah. so Anakin right now has moved up a little further too, to the point where he is Sith Anakin, but not Darth Vader. Yeah, and 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 the the timing here is actually really interesting. One little bit here, just a quick, um, so we can see the headpiece that uh, that Ahsoka's wearing is different. She no longer mm -hmm. has her her Padawan, uh, the Padawan necklace, so we know that she's left the order. At that point, this is in essence a special mission for her to lead this on behalf of Bo Katan. So she's she's part of leading that. This the clone troopers that we see have uh, have markings on their helmets that match. Ahsoka's that's something that we see in uh season seven um and and so at that this point in time Anakin has actually turned uh and this like is coincide it coincides exactly with Revenge of the Sith so that's where we get the his eyes turning we get the red saber um and we get that little piece um where you know they go you know like is that what this is about where he in essence really um turns up uh that piece the, there is a sequence just before that they they um begin fighting where he crosses his arms and the two of them it, it is like and they use that anakin uh anakin making comments and making snide comments to her and like having his arms crossed it's almost like a again like we've seen with rebels or you know like the live action rebels you know, side by side comparisons. I really liked the way that they were able to put together the mannerisms there. Um, I think it sells the fight. Oh uh, yeah. In, I didn't in... make any of that in my notes, but yeah, no, there was a ton of manner mannerisms. I ended up seeing when I was watching everyone else's videos of like, yeah, like the cross arms and, but also looking down on her a little bit. They really did a great job of learning yeah. some of the little things in the cartoons. Cause I also know that uh, Hayden Christensen didn't watch those as they were coming out. He didn't watch them as they were coming out, but in the in the return of Obi Wan, there's yeah a he went through and watched them all yeah yeah he's there's a featurette and he calls out in there that he went through and watched all of the Clone Wars before he did anything for coming back to the character mm -hmm. in in the limited edition Obi Wan series. So it really shows 
um, that he did that. And then, you know, it yeah. really shows too that and Rosario, paid a lot of attention. Yeah. So when, got when he, when, when he's interacting with Rosario Dawson, it's really clear that they both are up to speed on what's going on. Um, mm-hmm. And then, so you know, they're the, Andes, you know? Yeah. They're totally Andes, like 100%. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the, yeah, we got a whole nother lightsaber fight between yeah. Ahsoka and Anakin. Like the lightsaber fighting is so good in this, and I know that I praised that on the last one, and that was great because we got to see her go against you know some more people. But like to get to watch Anakin and yeah. Ahsoka fighting is a whole nother level of cool to me. If you guys w- listen to our Obi Wan episodes, I went bananas every yeah. time Darth Vader or Anakin really showed up and fought at all. For some reason, I didn't realize my attachment to that character, but like. So I was I think that's why I was so invested and excited for this, because I'm so I guess I don't want to say so familiar, but more familiar with Anakin and attached yeah. to Anakin. And so now that there's a character that I have an emotion for, it was very fun to watch. Well, you were talking about exposition. I think the one thing here that made me so excited about this episode and the payoff, one is that it's it happens right before we've got a three, we've got three episodes left. So we've got a perfect arc. And um and really the Pay, uh, the paying it forward or like ex- exposing or, or putting out like this is Anakin at his best. Like nobody really could have of um, really put a candle to this guy at that point. And it shows how awesome he is. And the, in turn, I think what it does is show us how good Ahsoka is. Or in other words, at you know this point in time, there isn't really anybody that is up to snuff besides ahsoka so mm-hmm. the idea that usually when you get when you get disarmed you're done and yeah. she gets disarmed and is actually able to still get the upper hand on him which is great and then of course it comes to like time to die i choose to live yeah um great lines and then he like kind of disappears yeah and she backs up and he says, you will bathe in the lake of Minnetonka. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> totally. It's 100 uh-huh. percent. If you haven't Which, watched the episode, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to confuse you at all. <laughs> well, I have a feeling yeah. that the Star Wars people aren't going to understand that reference and they'll feel a little more like me now. <laughs> um, bathing yeah. in the waters of Lake Perfect. Minnetonka is from the Purple Rain movie. For anyone totally. not listening, yeah, Prince used yeah. it to get a girl to go into the pond. Um, but so she goes now, and she's like going kind of backwards into a water-like substance. Yeah, yeah it's a little jelly. Water. Yep. Yeah, and you know, like it's all the you know kind of uh, Stranger Things, the other side, you know, the upside down kind of vibe. Yeah, it reminds there. me of the Matrix when they come out of that gel and they don't have like yep. any like hair left. Although yep. none of the hair stuff happened in this, but it definitely that sort of clear gel yeah. was very um demolition man matrixy what was it fire in the sky fire in the sky yeah all these things uh yeah and now she's like floating in the ocean much like robin williams and hook yeah and then instead of a mermaid we get an x-wing pilot named uh i think think it's sensu right jensu yeah sensu or jensu yes she pulls soka out of the water and says talk to me goose Talk to me. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, it's exactly it. Uh, yeah, I you're mean, right, Jen, Jensu. Sorry. What can I say, man? I uh, 
I find a way to throw in a Top Gun reference and everything. Totally. Everyone. <laughs> but that was a very Top Gun moment. It was 100%. She wakes up and goes, Anik, just like yeah. in Top Gun. Yeah. Now, there, there, was, there was a voice that says Ahsoka, but it didn't sound like Anakin. But I don't know that we ultimately know who it was. So Ooh. I don't know. Um, I thought Taylor? it was interesting. I don't know. All right. So, yeah, we don't. Yeah, know. I, right. We don't do. Already, we don't do fantasy booking. Yeah, I was just gonna say I've already used up my uh my my mythological theory token here. So, Keep in mind, uh, the portals were closed. <laughs> there were no portals that could have said Ahsoka. <laughs> We've pointed that out already. Yep, already been there. <laughs> and then we go to her waking up with no headdress, which apparently I had no idea. This is the first time you've never seen yeah. her with a headdress. Totally. We've 100%. never seen the transition from orange to white blue. Yeah, we've never seen it. Or at least, I mean, I've I've never seen it in any of the animation stuff. So, um, so you know, if it is, it's like you know, maybe two or three frames. But mm-hmm. I I think it's super not uh, super notable. And and then we do see you know that she basically after uh, after that she does change to a different headpiece. Um, yeah. So she has a different headpiece on. And uh, but you're gonna you'll talk about that too, I imagine. Um. Yeah, I mean it's a new prop. She, well, love she's a so good. She's a yeah. Everybody loves a new prop. Uh, now there's a reason to have the you know like the new <laughs> Ahsoka uh, Black series. Yeah. Like as uh, yeah, as a fan Gan- of variant action figures, this has given us like five variants on a couple of really main characters, all totally. looking good. Yeah, all looking good. But we get and you he- know in essence a a new depiction of Ahsoka after she's uh she slept for some time. Uh, mm-hmm. Apparently, a she's had a transition. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> One rotation, which I was going to ask you, what is one rotation? A day? Is that a day? Um, I think it's a day. Like, uh, so it's, mm-hmm. a, but yeah, so rotations are what's used because they, you know, basically depending on which galaxy they're in. So, mm-hmm. yeah, no, for sure. And then Yang's there to be like, hey, check out this broken map I found. Think you could still use it? <laughs> you know, like, and she was like, oh. And she goes outside, she sees Jason. Jason's yeah. like, I heard you fighting in the ocean. She's like, close enough, kid. Close enough. Yeah. <laughs> and Hera knows that she wants to have a, the adults want to talk. You want to go into the ship? Yeah. He's like, ah, I've been to a ship. Like, I got a Jedi one. And I like this next part where the Hugh Yang's like, uh, like, do you know how to build a lightsaber? Yes. We teach me how to build a lightsaber? No. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love just a good no. The whole sentence is no. Love it. Yeah. No is a complete sentence. I love it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I love the grumpy Hu Yang where he's just like, you know what? I'm not breaking any more rules. Like this, this yeah. is enough. Yeah. I've rock him, sock him. I'm breaking <laughs> rules for you guys. Come on. What yeah. more do you need from me? <laughs> um, now this is where the episode starts to lose me. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm not understanding it as much as it is just like this where I'm just like, oh, we're running away from Star Wars and we're becoming Star Trek. And Ashoka decides she's going to read the map for an impression left by Sabine. Yes. Yeah. Which there has been some of that stuff in the original Star Wars stuff, but it was very much more Vulcan. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so again, we so this, um, so my understanding is that what the ability that she's using at that point is psychometry. This is something when we were talking about Quinlan Voss uh, in the second episode, I think is either part one or part two. They were merged in my mind pretty much. So it must have been it must have been part two because it was after the the stabbing. So um so we know that is in essence an ability. And then for folks that have played Fallen Order, 
there is an ability that um, Cal Kestis uses. I think it's called Force Recall, but it's not. But it's it's in essence the same thing as the psychometry, where people's essence that are is attached to objects. So just like we would like you know give a bloodhound uh, you know somebody's hockey jersey and then be like go find them. Um, that that's the. <laughs> He's like, wherever they sell beer, go find them yeah. there. Yeah, totally. And be like, you know, hey, wherever somebody's sharpening skates, I'm sure that's a good place to start. But, you know, bloodhounds, we'll use them. Um, yeah, so I do think, like you're saying, that ability is a little on the, like, fringe uh, for some people. And so um, I I don't know that she needed to use the ability, I guess. That's my quibble here. My quibble is she, I feel like she does need to use the ability to find out, but she doesn't find out fully. She just finds out what she does later and then goes, oh, I hope that works. And you're like, well, wait a second. You made a leap of faith. Yeah. You know, like, so you got some information, but we're still going on the leap of faith. And so through the impression, she hears Sabine join the other party. And so she knows that Sabine is with the other people now, with the evil people, the villains. Evil ones. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then Tiva shows up and he's like, hey. Republic's on their way, so uh, wrap this up here. Giving them the light, you know? And then we cut to um, a Mon Mothra hologram. Yes. Where she's, like, arguing with Hera, and she's like, hey, you guys got to return to to Coruscant. This is not an authorized mission, and if you don't, you're going to be demoted or fired, you know? Like, we're not, you're not in our favor right now. Like, these ships are coming to pick you up, and you're going to follow them. Like, it's like, we're not going to follow. You're like, hey, I'm Mon Mothra here, you know? Like, I'm part of the original trilogy. <laughs> There's not many of me in this show. It's got to hold some weight. Yeah. Suddenly it's an 80s uh, buddy cop uh, show where they're like, oh, you got to face the music. Mm-hmm, exactly. We're going to have to make you turn in your badge. <laughs> and then um, Ahsoka like wants to follow Sabine. She's yeah. now wearing white robes. She's wearing the white robes. That was what I was saying. Like, so we we get a different headpiece, mm-hmm. and we get. I know she had like kind of like a white cloth earlier when she came out of the yep. thing, but it wasn't a full cloak like this. This was like a full white robe cloak, much yep. like the one Spock wore in Undiscovered Country, <laughs> Star Trek, because the whole rest of the movie becomes Undiscovered Country at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She I may mean, as well have torn off a little part of it and wrapped it around her ears. Well, and then there's whales, so it might as well be Star Trek Four, right? I mean, yeah, they get in Gracie's <laughs> mouth. <laughs> yeah, and so they fly up next to the Purgle, you know, uh, rhythmic. What is it? Uh, <laughs> what it is was it? a melodic rumbling. Was the yeah melodic <laughs> rumbling? The close I... captioning said melodic rumbling, and so yeah. they go right up to the melodic rumbling. Go, that's a big one. Spock Oop. goes right up to the whale and touches the whale on the forehead. <laughs> Like Grace is pregnant. No one knows Grace is pregnant. You know, like no. so. So we officially like she talks to the Purgle. Yep. Talks and to as the Purgle. a Purgle does, he goes, well, you know, why don't you just hang out in my mouth while we figure this out? You know. Yeah. Now I do like that they used basically the same selection criteria as Han for w- looking where to put the Millennium Falcon down in the asteroid field. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's we'll like just... go find a big. Like clearly that Purgle that's was, big enough to fly in. Yeah, was large enough to hold it. But I think there were a lot of other Purgle that probably could have held the T six shuttle in their mouth. But I guess they were like, you know, we want a roomy 
want a roomy yeah, mouth. you don't want one that notices and like it's like hey is that a kernel yeah. you know i'm yeah, gonna yeah. better play with that so it makes <laughs> some sense to me yeah and so now we get the republic fleet showing up tiva's there to be like listen you're never gonna believe this and this is the other like, part that makes me feel like tiva is you right where you're yeah. like i don't even believe this storyline but i'm gonna tell you yeah listen i didn't watch the cartoon <laughs> so it's gonna take a while for me to explain what's going on <laughs> and yeah they're just like but what there's no mission he's like ah there actually is a spin-off tv show happening down there <laughs> non-union you know and she's like you're gonna have to explain what's going on we gotta take him away and he's like all right i'll tell you but it does not make sense this tv show <laughs> and then she's like i watched the, the cartoons and he's yeah. like, oh, OK, and they'll, they'll take real fast. You'll catch up right right away. So <laughs> you all make sense Kirkle to are. you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I don't need to explain space whales. OK, good. <laughs> so he stalls them. She's like, have, the, they issue, go in the, have the issue okay. tib, uh, have the issue tib explain it to you. He was in uh, or the issue tibs were in the original. Uh, they were in the original uh, sequels as well. So uh that like i do think it's funny that every time an initiative shows up everybody goes crazy but yeah. um so somebody we saw in uh um in jabba's uh palace so yeah and then hugh yang looks right at ahsoka when they're in the mouth and goes ahsoka is this the way and ahsoka goes i don't know but i, I it might be i don't got another idea <laughs> <laughs> and so they kind of take our thing at the end and they throw yeah. it right there at their thing at the end yeah, was like, and then I was like, "That's why it's in theaters." They stole our our little exchange at the end every time. Totally. <laughs> Dave Filoni's like, "We got to get the word out. Rate, yeah. review, subscribe to this podcast." You know, like that's what. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the Hera's like, "Hey, Rebel fleets," and they're like, "Yes, what's going on?" Like, get out the way. Yeah, we got a bunch of Purgles coming, and they're like, "That doesn't even make sense." But then they look and they're like, "Oh man," <laughs> and I'm just like. What is this little kid sort of like? This is like definitely the end of a little kid movie. Yeah. The Purgle chase the villains, at, or like the bullies around Quebec or whatever the end of Neverending Story is. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, the whales go into hyperdrive because why wouldn't they? There's no other way to end the episode. You always totally. end the episode with whales going into hyperdrive. Yeah. Because the whales yeah. are like, is this the way? And they're like, yeah, let me show you. <laughs> they're like, melodic rumbling. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I did a really awful joke on stage this week where somebody said they were from Wales. And I was like, oh, I know that language. <laughs> <laughs> so, they didn't appreciate it, did they? No, no. They, they jumped into hyperspace? <laughs> After the show, they were like, they jumped into hyperspace. That's hilarious. <laughs> No, after the show, they were like, oh, that was a whale noise. I'm from Wales. That's from the animal. I was proud of myself. Yeah, you should. Andy, yeah. What did you think of this episode? I thought it was a 10 out of 10. Would recommend. I loved it. I was 10 like, out of 10? Yeah, I was. This is I was, peak Star Wars to you? It was peak Star Wars for me because we got. You wanted the hyperdrive the whole time? I was in hyperdrive the whole time. I was I was more than melodic rumbling. So I, re, I I know that there were, you know, like people I know some people were complaining about the the misty fog in the in the dream sequences and things along those lines, but I felt like this was an episode where they were able to tell a story that everybody follow or most everyone at this point could follow and it had um payoff for like 
all of the levels of people that were, were watching. So yeah. there was an intense amount of fan service, which maybe is not a great thing, but maybe that's also why I'm having such a strong reaction to it. Um, yeah, that's why you're but 10. I, but I loved the little bits in the dream sequences where the, you know, there's a, there's a mortar flash and Anakin's, you know, going ahead and we get Anakin to Vader. And then we get yeah. the, that vocal mix where it's Anakin and uh, James Earl Jones voice. And we get a bit, you know, like a bit of that, like, you know, the, that he's, you know, I find, you know, your uh, lack of faith disappointing. Um, and then the saber fighting was, it's got to be some of the best stuff that we've seen, at least in in the Disney Plus sort of era, and better than any of the the lightsaber fight. Well, the throne room in Last Jedi is pretty awesome, but I really enjoyed it, and I feel like they it was it was economical in that there wasn't like a bunch of things happening and then the lull or I didn't, yeah. you know, like, and so if we, if we look at, we, in essence, find out what happens to Ahsoka and Ahsoka comes back. Uh, and so you could make the argument of, well, they didn't progress the plot very much, but I feel like the, we got, we got to see Ahsoka's training being completed. So at the beginning of yeah. the series, she makes that comment where she's like, my master didn't tr you know, finish my training. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, my master walked away from me. And I really liked that we got to see that sort of completion part. Um, so the world between worlds, when Filoni talks about it, he is really careful to temper how he talks about it so that it's not just like, you know, time travel in Star Wars he always talks about it as it's not about time travel. It's about knowledge. And I, I think everything that happened, if she was in the world between worlds was all about her gaining knowledge. Uh, so if we look mm -hmm. at, it was her getting closer totally it was her, and her getting knowledge and her completing. And it was her current day mind in those yeah. moments. Yep. So it was definitely about learning. It wasn't about memory. Yeah. And so, so to me, those were all the little hallmarks in there that I thought were really cool. And that's why I'm like gushing beyond belief and and willing to to go all the way to ten. How about you, Aaron? I would give this an eight out of ten. I think this okay. is the funnest one so far. The like I said, the first one I was excited to rewatch. Um, yeah. I could follow it all the way through. So that's great. That yeah. hasn't really been happening, and it gives me a little bit of direction of where we're going, why we're going there. Yeah, you know, like we were kind of spotty on that. Like, I mean, I guess we. The whole time has really been haven't been spotty on that as much as just been like yeah but why do i care about thrawn and now that yeah. it's not about thrawn and it's about sabine and i understand that relationship better it's mm -hmm. easier for me to like accept that as the mission yeah and uh yeah i really was on board until it was until it was purgle time <laughs> it's purgle time <laughs> it's purgle time yeah no i uh so when when i sent uh, I sent nothing but the word, the parenthetical statement, melodic rumbling to Aaron. And Aaron's response was uh, back was a free willy gif. Um, so yeah. so I, I had a suspicion that the whales might not have gone over great for you. But um, but yeah, <laughs> I love free willy. I know you do. Um, so, yeah, I would give it that. And I. But I'm iffy on this next episode. The last couple episodes, they leave me on a point where I'm excited for the next episode. 
Yeah. That's the problem is that at the end of four, I was totally psyched for the beginning of five. At the end of five, I'm like, what are we doing and why? Yeah. So I'm like, so I'm not 10 out of 10 because I'm like, what do we set myself up for? Purgle Town? We're going to go to the Purgle Planet? So, so that's where I'm at. Um, Andy, is this the way? Melodic rumbling. (laughs) 